have chosen wisely. Hello, this is Josh. Before we start, I'd like to invite all of you to check us out on all social media. Listen to us on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher Radio, and FieldofGeeks.com. Thanks. Is this heaven? No, it's a podcast. Welcome to the Field of Geeks podcast. Hello and welcome to Field of Geeks episode 64. We are your hosts. I'm Josh. I'm Steve. I'm Zach. A lot of great things to talk about today. To get started, I'd like to ask group the question of the week. Aaron Sorkin recently, he was talking with Marvel and DC about potential projects. And of course, he said he's never read a comic book before, but if he found anything he was interested in, he would just research the hell out of it. And we know he's done some great work. He's done West Wing, Social Network, Moneyball, the Steve Jobs movie with uh, Michael Fassbender. My question is, what creative minds would you like to see take a crack at the superhero genre? Hmm. That is a good question. I'd probably have to say Alan Sorkin. I think he would might have... <laughs> His brother? Yeah, I don't know. Was it Alan or Aaron? Aaron. Aaron. Yeah. Alan is his Alan's his fictional brother, brother that he I just made up. He wants to be a writer, but he just, right. he just doesn't have it. Right. Those are the parents. Still. You know, uh, honestly, I would like to see someone who isn't really that established, um, but has familiarity with the industry. So for me, I'd like to see a Jeff Johns unleashed. I would like to see a John Byrne unleashed. You know, someone who's been in the industry for a long time, knows the source material like the back of their hand. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys in Marvel and DC that have been involved with the industry long enough now that, you know, they can help get started whatever they need to get started. But there's so many great, great comic stories and there's so many. And lately there's a lot of great superhero movies, but we went a long time with crappy superhero movies, awesome comics. And, you know, and they were kind of done with by outsiders right. too. Yeah, yeah. George Clooney, <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> well, like Ang Lee, right? Great filmmaker, uh-huh. but he did something with the Hulk that nobody right. really wanted to see. Mm-hmm. It's almost a character he should have just called something else. And, right, and, you know. and some of his direction choices, I kind of, I admired what he was trying to do. I, it just didn't translate, I don't mm-hmm. think, very well. Um, but he is a phenomenal director. I mean, everyone's going to have a stinker. That was his. Of course, Sorkin's more of a writer. Yeah. So it could be And see, that's what I'm better. thinking of, too, is the writing piece of it. Yeah. You know, you get someone who's been writing a character for 15 years in the comics. True. Who knows them better? Nobody. Of course. And then we don't have to worry about weird, stupid slants or, you know, something that, you know, makes your hardcore fan base cringe. You know, those things are popular and they can, can they can absolutely translate to a wider audience. It's just, you know, a matter of how you do it. Sure. But you, Zach? I'm going to have to second Steve, and then my runner-up would be a development team. So something like the Animatrix, where it was a development team, because it's hard to take a universe and how subjective it is and give it to one person. You're betting on a lot. It's either going to be great or it's going to be a flop. So I think a development team would be cool. Get someone involved that's, you know, in-depth in the universe. Get somebody who's who's connected in the film industry, um, knows all of the techniques, you know, from AI, or I'm sorry, CGI. I think you have to have, you can't put on one person, you have to have a team. 
or you know just try it out i think we should we should have that i think we should try it out team it'd be neat yeah i mean that is an actually intriguing idea because then you have and that team, a team needs to work well together, right? But, you know, if, if they have, like, equal say and they, you know, they collaborate super well, man, two heads are better than one, you know? True, true. I remember uh, seeing behind the scenes of the first Iron Man movie, and John Favreau and his team were, were yeah. great because he really challenged industrial light magic hmm. with the effects. Yeah. You know, he was really kind of hard to please, and so they really pushed the boundaries they were phenomenal too they that were was a great movie because he, he didn't want it to look fake and yeah. he was trying to get away from that so i think he kind of helped pave the way and he's got a collaborative spirit anyway you he know does. i think the ones that really fail are the ones that have no room for flexibility you know but yeah i agree it's it's the it's not necessarily the person it's what are they able to be artistic yeah or are they there for the role and mm-hmm. someone's giving them orders yeah that's uh well i mean his team is so great that they did the Jungle Book and yeah. made a lot of money and was received pretty well. And now they're doing the Lion King. So yeah. I don't know if it's the same team he had with Iron Man, but yeah, I think, yeah, I think those guys tend to stick together though a lot. You know, I mean, it might not be everybody, but right, you yeah, because you're gonna need a good team. I mean, yeah, Aaron Sorkin's a great writer, but he's gonna clash with the director if they can't really sure. play well mm-hmm. with each other. But he has such a he does have a good history. You know, if he finds something that piques his interest. I would be interested in seeing the results. Um, he's put out some good stuff, but, you know. Yeah, because people have said, like, yeah, he might be an outsider, but he researches, like, everything to death, what he does. Like, look at the social network. Right. Moneyball. And, and I'd jobs. like to see him take on maybe more cerebral type superhero role as opposed to, I can't see him doing something flashy and big and huge. It's going to be like walking down a hall talking. I want, well, yeah. <laughs> the whole movie. Um, I think he could make a smart movie. Yeah, you know, he could. and um, we'll see if they get a deal for him. So, yeah, like I said, he's talking to both Marvel and DC. DC. So. <laughs> Come on. Come on, Aaron. So before we get started, uh, Steve, where can people go to find great original comic content? Oh, original. I was going to say for great comic content, they can go to my closet underneath the stairs because there's <laughs> almost 18,000 in there just chilling. So share your address. With right. <laughs> I'll give Zach's address. Um <laughs> Let the nerds raid his house instead of mine. <laughs> um, as a nerd, um, original comment though, plumesnake.com. You know, they've been a friend of the show. I've been a supporter of theirs. Uh, we've had several of their creators on the show. Great, great stuff over there. They continue to add things and they have a very wide variety too. You know, they've got superhero stuff, they've got really great, cool indie stuff. And um, it's just uh, it's, it's a nice place to go. It's all online, it's cheap. And you can read everything for, you know, one flat fee a month. Great. It's pretty awesome, so I'd check it out. And then my blog, stevescomicblog.com. It's a little dusty. Steve's been bad the last few weeks, but uh, <laughs> uh, work's actually starting to lighten up a little, so I think I'll be able to But you have But you have off. a lot of archive material. A ton of old ton stuff of on there. Yeah. Um, you know, feel free to browse through. And a lot of it I try to keep it as timeless sometimes as I can. Like I'll go into character histories. Like, why is this character cool? I've done, I've done that for a few segments and, you know, just try to have some, some fun with it. But uh, I'll apologize in advance for my spawn versus wildcats review. That was extremely negative. (laughs) I reread it and I'm like, Oh, I don't know if I'd want to hang out with that guy at a party, but uh, the comic was horrible. There's no question, but yeah, I was a little rough in my assail. Oh, well to the, uh, (laughs) 
I'm sure they'll forgive you. Sorry, Alan Moore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't make him come to my house. Right, exactly. Actually, make him. That'd be cool. That would like, be hey, cool. can you autograph a book I have? <laughs> yeah. Love Swamp Thing. Right. Did a great job there. A watchman. Yes. Oh, yeah. How can yeah. I forget that? Right. <laughs> you know what you should do? Be a dick and give him, like, the prequel Watchmen comic. Like, hey, can you sign this? <laughs> I don't think anybody's probably had him sign the Spawn vs. Wildcats one, so I could probably do that. <laughs> that was a rough part of his career as well. I don't know. So I got some uh, quick items to talk about before we dive into uh, heavy news here. Director of Get Out, Jordan Peele, you know, Keen Peele, had that great comedy series on uh, Comedy Central Forever. He's uh, apparently being courted by WB to direct the uh, Akira live action movie. Hmm. It's, you know, it's, it's Akira. Rumor. See, I've said Akira before, but then people corrected me. So is it Akira? Okay. It's Akira. It's Akira. See, damn it. I knew I was right. But right. it's like Mario Mario. So, right. Yeah. In front of me, you're right. It yeah. is Akira. Akira. <laughs> yeah. See, it sounds good to me. But anyway, he's in talks to direct the uh, Akira live action movie. I think the budget for Get Out was like four point some million. And it was critically acclaimed, which is great. So, like, my concern is, honestly, uh, from the start, I'm like, I'm all of a sudden interested in this movie. You know, yeah. if he's going to direct. However, I haven't seen Get Out, but I, I'm sure it's great. And I've heard great things about it. Joey's really a, usually a strict critic sometimes, but he praised it a lot. So, yeah. I, it kind of gives me faith in what he can do. But my concern is, uh, yeah, he's talented and everything, but... You go from a low budget to a, a big budget film for your second one. It's almost career suicide. Yeah, it doesn't work all the tank time. Tank badly. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. I mean, he's going to need a strong support team to help him get that done. But I don't know. He made a ton of money with a low budget before. True. But the problem is with more money, more studio involvement. Look at um, well, that's higher risk. So of course, or, the studio or, yeah. people are going to be right. dipping their stupid noses into it. But, but this movie has. Like an insanely strong cult following, so yes. he has he has to get it right because his critics day one are going to be you know the cult of fans that love this. And it's got a lot to say. The story, I mean, yeah. the story is. Uh, I mean, it it probably work in our current situation. I would now, imagine. Has anybody seen Superman vs. Akira? Mm-mm. No. Okay. Later on, start looking at things like that because it would be cool. It. It'd be cool uh, depending on what they have for the story. If it's going to be just strictly live action on the original um, anime or if it's truly going to do something like that. Oh, you think they'll tweak it to kind of get away from the original material? Because that's kind of a risk. I would. That's how you're going to get the masses. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, your critics are going to be the cult fans. And if it doesn't, you you guys know how it is. They'll critique the hell out of it. And those will be the day one reviews. And that yeah. day one review matters if you flop or succeed. Well, I almost think it's going to depend on how well Ghost in the Shell does. That just came out. I've heard mixed things about it. I've heard the special effects are great. But it's just very... I mean, it's based on the anime. So it's mm-hmm. probably not the easiest thing to follow, I imagine. I'm interested in seeing it. So I don't know if I'll... I am too. I like the original. You know, I own that. I've seen that several times. And interested to see what it what it looks like. So I imagine that's if it's highly successful, they'll probably move forward with this. It's going to be that that'll do moderate no matter what, just because of the leading role. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, she's well, gonna, yeah, it's true. Yeah, she's their saving grace. Right. She'll attract at least enough to probably make some money. But yeah, you know. all the twenty to forty year old males. <laughs> right. Marvel, are you listening? Yeah. Could have got your Black Widow movie. Yeah. Still can. She's young. Huge. But ball still. dropped with that. Yeah. Massive. Val Kilmer recently, uh, he's actually a great guy to follow on Twitter. He says a lot of cool, 
cool things. Yeah. He's artistic and uh, it's nice to see him. He looks healthy because there's a lot of rumors about his health in the last mm. few years or so. Yeah. And I know uh, you're kind of a Tombstone fan. A Huge. Bit. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. But yeah, he was in that, of course. Doc Holliday, he was awesome in that. I wonder if he got like an Oscar nomination. I don't Probably not. think that he did, but uh, that Should've. movie... That movie was just insane. It's still amazing. Yeah. I watch it probably once every month or two still. I saw that scene where um, Michael Bean's, you know, being all fancy with the gun. Oh, yeah. And then uh, I think... He uses the Kilm- cup. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how many se- uh, scenes that took to... He's drinking out of the cup because he's drunk. And this <laughs> guy is trying to be all intimidating. And he's just flipping the guns around. Yeah. And Doc Holliday takes a drink. And he just starts flipping his cup around, imitating the guy. <laughs> Remember, I watched it at your well, house. Well, you did. That's right. I forgot you saw it. I was about it. to say, I had never seen this movie before. And yeah. uh, Steve invites me over. He's like, hey, we should watch this Western. So we're always into like video games right. and stuff. And my he's friend like, oh, asked God. me to come over and watch a Western. <laughs> but it was the coolest movie I've seen in a long time. It was, yeah, it was really yeah, good. It's phenomenal. And he did a great job in it, of course. Val Kilmer did. Um, a Val Kilmer movie that I think gets overlooked a lot is Slenderheart. Um, Gosh, I don't think I've ever I seen that. Is that where he's like half Indian? Yeah. Okay. So, I remember that. Yeah, he's an FBI agent and he's got Indian blood. I mean, I don't even know if he's half or not, but yeah, he has to go. And it's based off of a true story, you know, that happened in the um, 70s and goes and, you know, becomes involved more with the tribe. At first, he's like, you know, you, I don't care about these people in any way, shape, or form, and and it <laughs> yeah. turns. You know, but it was a good movie. That's cool. Yeah, I, I like to see it has him good more performances. Things. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is a long shot, but he's got a Batman idea. He wants to get all the original Batman together. I don't know if you read this or not. I did not. But he thinks it would be great for the upcoming the Batman movie because yeah. the rumor is Batman will be thrown into Arkham Asylum with all you know the criminals he's yeah. taken on. And he thinks that Batman should kill all of them. <laughs> like, they're prisoners attacking him. Oh, okay. He's talking, he's talking him, Bale, Keaton, Clooney. I doubt West. That would be... <laughs> yeah, that'd be a little bit much, I think. Maybe. But... He probably wouldn't do that. No, but he probably wouldn't do it. Obviously, it's probably not going to happen, but... Clooney would never do it. Keaton would never do it. You don't think so? No. Bale those, definitely those wouldn't big do it. Bale wouldn't, let, yeah. Bale would just, Huge like... Huge egos to let someone kill right. them yeah. that they've been a role in, so... Yeah, I mean, it's kind of it's fun to think about, you know. I mean, it'd be I think it's kind of cool, but right. Yeah. I think con- conceptually, I think it's pretty fun, but um, realistically, huge egos, like you said. I mean, that's oh my gosh, yeah. There's no way, and I think the least of the egos would be Michael Keaton, but mm-hmm. he's busy enough right now in the Marvel universe. I don't think they're going to let him hit the DC universe real quick. I think what spawned it was Keaton being the villain in Spider-Man: Homecoming, yeah. and Kilmer was like, "Yeah, since he's a villain, we should all be villains and be killed by Batman." Right. I don't know. I mean, I could see it going both ways. Fans would love it, or fans would just hate it. Right. Like, why'd you kill them? Yeah, it's all in the execution, yeah. but I And there's it. enough people complaining about Batman killing yeah, from true. BBS. So let's kill the original actors. Right. <laughs> and I'm guessing that he's probably not going to do that very much in the future movies. No, yeah. they're trying to get away from that. Yeah. I which think, they should. Well, right. And I think, you know, BBS was all about him kind of regaining some hope a little bit. And so, you know, I think they'll probably move away from that. Sure. Sure. Well, I doubt it will happen, but yeah. not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. <laughs> so let's talk about the uh, giant elephant in the room. Me? No. No. Oh, me. My bad. You. Got it. I have a problem. <laughs> um, Spider-Man trailer dropped this week. Let's go around. What were your thoughts? Well, um, it was a long trailer. 
You know, like I felt, two hours long. <laughs> it felt two hours long. Now, I mean, it was cool. I mean, there was a lot of cool stuff in there, and the kid they've got tapped to play Spider Man, he kills it. You know, he killed it in Civil War. He's gonna kill it in this movie. Um, and yeah, while they gave away a lot, it seemed like I, I felt like the trailer didn't have enough Keaton for me. It was really heavy on the other stuff, and I'm gonna be the jerk. It had too much Robert Downey Jr. I mean, I love Iron Man. I love him in that stuff. I don't want him to be a co-star. I, I would like to see him in those bits and pieces in the movie to kind of help him get started or what have you. But I don't know. It just feels to me like uh, either uh, not maybe confident in the material enough to have it without that. But who knows? I, I don't know. I haven't seen it. I'm sure it's going to be great. I'm sure I'll love it. I'm, I'm the whiner of the group. <laughs> There, what Iron was Man the other movie? There was another movie where someone was included in... It was like this, where the trailer made it appear like this person was being it the whole time, and then they ended up not. I can't remember which one it Godzilla? was. Godzilla? Brian Cranston? No. I, <laughs> There's one, though. <laughs> really? That's one. <laughs> um, I don't know. But yeah, it, it could just be the trailer. And it could be. You're right. If it is, that's awesome. You know, there's some scenes of him swinging around the city. and so, I mean, there's some really awesome visuals in that that I cannot wait for. Um, you know, I've always been a Spider-Man fan and uh, really looking forward to, to this kid's take because in Civil War, in my opinion, he almost stole it every single mm -hmm. scene he was in. It was awesome. Yeah, and it's it's weird because he really wasn't in it that long. Like he wasn't. 20 minutes or the so? The fight, you know, basically, and that was it, you know? I mean... It's because we were thirsty for a good Spider-Man. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, he takes the shield, you know, and still has time to tell Cap that he's a big fan. And, you know, he, he has... Spider-Man's known for having the quips, you know. He's the one that has a smart mouth, you know, when he's fighting people. And uh, uh, this kid was awesome. He's like, hi, guys. Yeah, it was just great. <laughs> you know, it was cool. What would you think of it? I thought it was it was long. Um, I always get worried when there's a really long trailer because I don't want to know about the whole movie. Right. Uh, I just want to know what the story's about. That's it. But, yeah, the, the, the guy they have playing, it's great. I'm sick of the... You don't need your cape or your suit to be a good person. You know that, like, you know, there's, of course, a scene about that in the trailer and right. part of the movie, but it's good. I'll see it for sure. Are you uh, more of a Maguire fan or where do you come from with Spider-Man? Like, what's your favorites? The movies Are you asking so far? Me if I'm a horrible person? Who's a Maguire fan? <laughs> Toby Maguire. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Is there, is there a Maguire, like, school of thought to Spider-Man? Like, well, I mean, there's this will be the third actor for the big budget Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Um, uh, I am not a Maguire fan at all. He was too soft. Spider-Man's supposed to be interested. He's, you know, wet behind the ears. Um, Maguire seemed to, he just seemed too soft. He wasn't interested. He was, it was almost like um, he was, he was fresh and just curious, but Spider-Man's supposed to be uh, really anxious. He wants to, you know, get going. Um, just a normal millennial, like, yeah, and I to McGuire didn't do that for me. It felt like he was too worried. That first movie, he was just kind of a little, yeah, a little weenie. The in crying it. scenes, yeah, are like, yeah. And now it's a famous meme. I mean, he it's looks like, forty too. So I thought Andrew Garfield was better than I did too. Tobey Maguire. Um, and I think just because the second movie maybe wasn't as good as the first Andrew Garfield version, I think they could have stuck with him, and you know he would have mm -hmm. done just fine. But you know, you, you you get over that stuff, and then you see this kid come come in, and 
I'm resold, you know. Yeah, so sure, the actor makes all the difference in pulling it off. And I think Garfield with the MCU would have been great too. Obviously, yeah. he's kind of. I mean, he still looks young. Yeah. Um, but this kid actually looks like he he could really be in high does. school. I yeah. mean, I think he's maybe 18 now. I'm not sure, but yeah. they're going to. I think plan to have. Uh, his trilogy is going to be set in high school, so a lot of people were happy about that. That's you know, awesome. The, the you know original Tobey Maguire movie. Yeah, he was in high school for like first of it, and then he went to college right. and all that, and yeah, he kind of rushed it. But I like to break down the trailer a little bit. Do uh, we have a bullet on Marissa Tomei? No, but <laughs> oh, man, that's I'm seeing it for that. <laughs> she is a fine wine. She's got long hair this time. Name the movie her and Keaton were husband and wife in. Seriously. You know it? Guess what? I really don't. Yes. The paper. Fist bump. Fist bump. Oh, I love that movie. It's one of my favorite Michael Keaton movies. You got to sit him down and watch that movie. We'll watch that one. Yeah. That's great. Awesome. Hilarious. Oh, I love that movie. Hilarious. You can play a reporter. Yeah. Spotlight. Ugh. Not spotlight yeah. wasn't as funny, <laughs> right? He was awesome though, man. Oh, I love um, him. Yeah. And and you know what? I love. I know we're getting way off topic, and I'll shut up right after this. But I mean, it was, I can Ron, it was it a Ron too. Howard film. Yeah. You know, uh, they collaborated way back in the day on Night Shift. You know, the whole thing. Yep. And so um, I still remember the tint movie. scene. He's he got the limo tinted, and yeah. he's like right next to cops. He's like, Yeah, we got teenage <laughs> girls in here. Right. It was just hilarious. You know, it's funny stuff. <laughs> But yeah, I like to break down the trailer. Uh, I'm really digging Peter's friend. I think that's really cool. He's got that dynamic. It's not just um, what's the usual friend, Henry Osborne Jr. Yeah. Norman Osborne Jr. Norman. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Henry. Harry, though, is his name. Harry. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, it's not It's not that again. Because, right. you know, they kind of, they overuse things. It's nice right. to see, like, something new here. And there's a lot of cool classmates he has. Flash Thompson and the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. I like the... Uh, the camera tech that comes out of his chest. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's towards the end or not, yeah. but I take it that's an Iron Man thing. He probably looks, he looks surprised himself when he sees it. He's like, "Oh, I'm being watched." Right. Of course, from the trailer, it gave a lot away. He's Peter's pretty headstrong. I think he got a huge um, build of confidence after Civil War. Right. So he's trying to like do everything, and that's yeah. what happens with the the boat, the ship that gets all out of control, and Iron Man has to save the day. There's a quip I have about Iron Man, and this has been the last few movies, and this is, it's really nitpicking, but it annoys me that he gets out of his armor and he's got like a leather jacket on or a suit. Right. I'm like, that thing should be damp as hell. I know it's a movie, yeah. but it's like, I miss Oh, the- if he's flying, you know it's air conditioned. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. how much? Well, it's Iron Man. But you, don't, it, you don't buy it like, just a takes nice a, car without air conditioning. It just takes so. you out of it a little bit. Like, at least take the blazer off, because he comes out of the suit to give Peter the whole spiel about, oh... You don't need the suit. I'm taking it away from you. You'd think he'd be like in some sort of bodysuit type thing, you know, like scuba type deal, you know. Like he was originally. Right. Yeah. And I get like if you're in a hurry, but come on, you yeah. can whip that blazer off. It just yeah. annoys me. Like, how are you comfortable fighting people right, with yeah. this shit on? But like I said, it's just a little minor quip. Uh, I did like how Spider-Man's costume when he first put it on, it's like really baggy and then yeah. it like seals mm-hmm. to his. Right. That was really neat. Um, That's how it gets on his friend. His yeah. Friend's, his friend's chunky. And yeah, I know. Yeah. That was pretty funny. He's like, That Whoa. was hilarious, yeah. <laughs> the eye expressions are cool, obviously. They had that in Civil War. That's yeah. like the only way you can really mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. Except yeah. If, you go, if you go like Deadpool route. Right. That was cool they did that. Because in the comics, that's always been a you know thing. You know, you can see Spider-Man emote basically just from the eyes exactly. you know, only. 
you know, and that's that's tough to pull off. So that was sweet. That's why know? a lot of people didn't like that rooftop scene in the first Spider Man with Green Goblin and yeah. Spidey because they're just <laughs> talking through masks. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and besides, yeah. uh, what's his face? He already looked like the Green Goblin. They didn't. Right. He didn't need a foe. Right. Oh my gosh. Right. <laughs> he would have been a great Joker getting off topic. But I do like how Peter's going back to his Mach 1 suit, if you will, with yeah. the goggles. We didn't really see it much, but. Right. You pretty much know that's he's going to go back to that hoodie suit, which is, I mean, it's kind of like the story's been told before. You know, he's reclaiming his right to be the Spider-Man right. and, you know, he'll be successful. It looks like it gives away a major ending with the airplane in the air. And yeah, but Keaton looks great. It's really he's wearing like a feathery leather jacket. Yeah, <laughs> but I did read a little bit behind this, um, like his character, I guess. He was part of a cleaning crew that would clean up after the heroes, so he kind of got a grudge from that. He, he he would collect material he cleaned up, and that's how he mm. made his suit. Nice. So that's kind of a cool way to build that. I don't know. Is there anything else you took from it? Not really. I just, I'm excited to see him in this role. I mean, he's so versatile as an actor, you know, whether it's a serious role, comedic role, you know, superhero stuff. Yeah, I love I mean, He's done it all, man. He's really good he's amazing. Guy. I was so happy he was cast in that movie. And I was, well, you know, if you remember, it didn't work out at first. Right. I think he, you know, basically pulled like, hey, I'm better than this crap. Right. And they, okay, we'll give you more money. Yeah. You know, it happens with a lot of things. Uh, like Matt Reeves with the Batman movies. Yeah. Basically wanted more control and all that. Yeah. So, I don't you know. know it be worth. He probably knows he's bringing them money by being. Oh, yeah. Oh, Absolutely. he does for sure because, so you know, he was he Batman. So now mm-hmm. he's a villain. Yeah, Otherwise, it's just Robert Downey pulling in. Right. Yeah. You got a lot of star power in this one. Let's um, let's predict something here. You know how Marvel is with their villains. Do you think he'll survive this movie? No. <laughs> nope. He's done. Yeah, I don't think Keaton one and done. signed a. I don't think. Yeah, he wouldn't do a multi-picture movie. deal, I don't think. But, so, yeah, no. they'll probably. But or, you know, if they don't though, like, and they're hoping that he they can get him at least some other time down the road, maybe who knows? But uh, like put him in put him at prison in the ocean, right? You know that they put the good guys right. in. <laughs> did you catch a Captain America cameo? Yes, I did. Um, in the old suit from Avengers, yeah, right? Looked like a VHS or something. Yeah, and a big TV. Like it, it was pretty funny. Horror? What was going but, on? But yeah, here? and I don't know. It was like a public service announcement type thing. Yeah. That's right. It had like tracking. Looked like it had yeah. tracking problems. I don't know. That was that was pretty cool. It was cool. I think it's gonna be a good movie. I, again, I'm worried about it giving so much away. It's gonna be out in July, you know. And there's been, you know, how people get on DC all the time. They're saying, well, this this Spider Man trailer made us care, and the Justice League just didn't do that. But I'm thinking, well, Justice League's not due out till November. Yeah. So if they really gave you everything right now. That would be such a waste. And, you know, there's a lot of headlines praising the Justice League trailer. Yes. Uh, it was great. Ton, it was you great. Know? So you're getting the naysayers just reaching a lot. And while I know I'm going to love Spider-Man, I mean, that trailer was just too, it was too heavy. We didn't, we didn't need all that. Too much. Yeah. I think they could have just done a little bit less. And, and that and... trailer is the reason why I try not to watch trailers after the first trailer. I know. But you know? do you think they're doing it and giving all that away to say proof this is going to be different because people, I think, are going to be like, seriously, another effing Spider-Man? Yeah, and I know. On near origin Spider-Man, again, I think they're doing it to establish, okay, this is going to be different. We're not telling the same story, Uncle Ben. Right. If they're staying away from that stuff, man, thank you, Marvel. I'm Finally. sure they are. I'm I'm right. sure I've heard them just kind of 
refer to it here and there, but not go into detail. Like he kind of did in yeah. the apartment scene with Tony. We're saying, I've had these powers for six months. Right. Bad things have happened. Doesn't really go into it. If I see Peter Parker getting bit or Thomas and Martha Wayne getting shot again, <laughs> I'm going to bite and shoot someone. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did like how they did uh, the Wayne killings in the uh, latest movie. They did that pretty they tied well. tied in pretty well. They, I mean, they did. I mean, there's no... And, and But you know what, though? A lot of those movies have made those scenes good and impactful true but it's been done a million times right you now it's probably um, the most artistic look it's artistic it. and you can do it nice and good but we've still seen it right you now yeah. um the absolutely only thing good about batman and robin with clooney they didn't do a flashback on his parents getting killed that's the and, and, and so for picking them up the, that's right <laughs> so the and that's funny because something that wasn't even in the movie was the best part of the movie <laughs> You know your movie's terrible when that happens, but just show the grave. Yeah, us. at least from the uh, concept. Forgiven, yeah, right. <laughs> so there's also been talk about you know the Sony Marvel Disney deal, which is a very rare thing. You know, in the in the industry, mm-hmm. for them to decide together to share Spidey, put him right. in the MCU. Of course, you know it took two to bomb because right. if that wasn't going to bomb, they were going to move forward with Sinister Six and. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man 3, obviously. Right. Which, at the time, I was really hoping they just move forward. Yeah. Like, just recover and move on. But, like most studios now, they, they panic. Right. I mean, they probably have always done this, but we know more now with the yeah. internet and stuff. So, Amy Pascal, she was a former chairman of Sony, I believe. She got laid off after the um, huge 2014 Sony hack, which, you know, oh, released yeah. a ton of emails. And right. Her bad-mouthing Angelina Jolie. and Right. It was uh, it was kind of an awkward time, but yeah, she was talking recently. She started her own production company, but she was saying usually when they make these kind of deals, after a sequel, it's usually the deal's over with. So she's you know she said good on them to put this deal together, but she kind of just emphasized it it may be ending soon. So what's the purpose for a type of deal like this? Is it marketing? Well, uh, uh- I think it's honestly to give the fans what they want. I mean, if they didn't make this deal, Spider-Man never would have been in Civil War. Iron Man would never be in Spider-Man because different companies have the rights to those characters. Right. It's very complex. But you know what, though? I think the studios have woken up and see that that kind of deal is going to make them a lot of money by having that deal. Because now you're cross-pollinating those those companies and their characters. Mm-hmm. Everyone's always wanted to see Spider-Man be involved with the Avengers. You know, people want to see X-Men be involved with that stuff, you know, and Fantastic Four would probably be good under the Marvel Universe banner. Who knows? But I think, I think that deal should last and probably will because it is a, it's a guaranteed, you know, cash register. Sony probably won't give away or sell Spider-Man. Like nope. they could name any price, you know, cause with Disney, they can name billions of dollars. Right. Because Sony knows they have they have something that Marvel wants right. and needs. And they kind of need each other in a way if they want to pursue that. And luckily they have Disney backing Marvel. So, I mean, if True. they need that money to make deals, you know, it's there. I think there could be... A, I mean, it's already been released, actually. Sony wants to do spinoff movies of Spider-Man like Venom, Black Cat, uh, Silver Sable. Oh. Yeah. So, it's kind of like... Because right now Marvel is in control of the Spider-Man trilogy hopefully it's a trilogy it's at least mm-hmm. two movies and kevin feige did say if they could make a trilogy they would have him it'd be through high school like right. this this new one coming out 
he's in the sophomore year. Yeah. So I just finished out high school there, which I think that'd be kind of a good yeah. book, bookend mm-hmm. right there. And Holland signed on for six films. He's already appeared in Civil War, Homecoming, Avengers 3 and 4 he's going to be in. So, yeah, it looks like, I don't know, uh, if he would be the Spider-Man for these spinoffs. If they're in, I mean, they really probably can't have Spider-Man because it's not, it's not in the MCU. Right. So this is really interesting and maybe stupid to do. Those characters kind of don't work without Spider-Man. Yeah. You know, and I'm hard pressed to think that Venom will even work or translate well on screen at all. I know we've come a million years and, you know, and with graphics and CGI and all that stuff. That is a very tough character to uh, translate well to live screen. I think three did without a high budget, without a super, super. Exactly. Yeah. So if you're just doing this test film with these minor characters, yeah, you're not going to it's not going to look like you will need it to look to be passable. It's kind of like, I mean, because I know you guys are big gamers. If you were a bad gamer, but you paid somebody to get your stats up. But you kind of still want to get in there and do some stuff. It's I, I think feel like that's what Sony's trying to do. Like they're yeah. like, oh, we still want to do something. Let's do some right. Venom and you know all these bad ideas and yeah, know. we'll let Marvel handle the main missions. Yeah, we'll take mm-hmm. the side quests. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah, and that's that is what it feels like. And it won't be connected. It's just really. It seems really well, know, stupid. I, I think know. they know there's money there. They just don't know what fans want to pay for. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. think it's like, oh, throw throw anybody, throw a hero or a villain on there, people will come. Uh, but that's not true. Well, and if no. they would have kept on the path they were going, Sinister Six would have came out before Suicide Squad. They right. would have had that beat. I, I think since making that deal, you almost should just like back off mm-hmm. anything else related to Spider-Man, let the MCU handle it, then move on. Maybe they, you can negotiate with the MCU to use Venom, but they, they probably don't want any of that right now. No. I can't imagine. They don't need that. No. No. So, I don't know. The Venom thing is kind of interesting, but I just... If the MCU is not involved, I'm really nervous. Because it's going to be the producers who did the other Spider-Man films and kind of just done them to death. Right. And even Feige kicked the, these producers out of the, the deal they had for Spider-Man. Right. So, I don't know if that's really a good sign. Yeah. So, I guess we'll see about that. So, another big thing broke this week. Have you guys ever heard of Batgirl? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have we, who, who are you talking to? <laughs> Sarcasm. Uh, Joss Whedon is being pursued by Warner Brothers to yeah. write, direct, and produce. This will be a Barbara Gordon Batgirl movie, and it'll be part of the DCEU. And it's said to be based on the 67's comic, The Million Dollar Debut of Batgirl. Uh, all I'm going to say is cha-ching. Cha-ching. <laughs> so, uh, trivia question. Batgirl was created specifically for what? Marketing. I don't know. The uh, 60s TV show. Really? Created specifically for that show, and then the comics took her You know, from really? there. Yeah, she was created uh, specifically for the show. Did you ever read the comic, The Million Dollar Debut of Batgirl? When I was a kid, yeah, I know I've read it. Don't remember too much about it. I don't remember too much about that. I'll probably see if it's on Comicsology, you know, to look up because they have a ton of old archive sure. stuff. But this has been a phenomenal character throughout the years. Well, yeah, know? even like you said in the uh, the original series, the '60s series, was she introduced third season? I don't remember uh, second or third, and it was played by Yvonne Craig, of yes. course, beautifully, beautifully by, by yeah. uh, Yvonne Craig, who uh, also was. Painted green in Star Trek. Yes, Scott Bosser. <laughs> but um, yeah, so 
great character. Obviously, we know what happens to her in The Killing Joke. So, you know, th- this character has had very pivotal moments in DC history from both being Batgirl, moving, you know, getting shot and paralyzed and moving to Oracle, you know, the tech genius, you know, behind sure. all of the DC universe. Joss Whedon, it's going to be it's just here. I'm going to throw money at the screen, basically. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. And I know a lot of people kind of like, oh, I don't know about Joss Whedon because of, you know, Age of Ultron, but he's perfect for these. He did a great Avengers movie. Yeah, Yeah. He did a great Avengers movie and he's already familiar with the continuity Mm -hmm. that universe that they're trying to build. A lot of people are like, oh, he wouldn't leave Marvel, but it's like these guys want to work. They want to, they want to pursue whatever is out there and. Right, you know, DC. This has been rumored for a while that DC was going to let him. He actually wanted to do Wonder Woman. Hmm. Um, that didn't work out, obviously. So I think this Black is Widow a, is one. Black Widow. Well, yeah, I think he's he would have done exactly that. what he wants to do. That's why it's cool, and we know it'll be yeah. good because Marvel money set, and he's going to yeah. be happy and doing something he's good at. Yeah, he, yeah, something he wants to do, and when you do that, you have a passion for it. It's mm-hmm. like Buffy with a cowl, almost. Right, you know, you know, it's just kick ass. It's going to be great. Um, Batgirl's awesome, you know, and. Part of the fun for me is going to be like, well, how are they going to address those peripheral relationships that Batgirl is very well known for? Her romantic relationship with Dick Grayson, you know, the mentorship through Bruce Wayne, you know, Commissioner Gordon, that's his daughter, for God's sake. You know, so it's going to be interesting to see how they handle some of those relationship pieces. But, you know, in the comic books, especially nowadays, uh, she holds her own, you know, absolutely just fine. She's not that damsel in distress, you know, right. that we used to see all the time. So. Well, and it, it presents another question. Currently, Bruce is an older Batman. Is this going to take place in the past? Because I like to think Dick Grayson has already come and gone. Yeah. And, you He's know, Nightwing right now. Right. right. I like to think that. So if you introduce Batgirl now, unless it's, you know, unless it's a piece where she is Oracle and it's her journey back to Batgirl, right. maybe through flashbacks, you find out how she became I don't know. So now they could approach it. I don't know if they do it like that, because, I mean, in the comics, she was paralyzed, and that's why she became Oracle. Right. Um, But didn't she later on get, like... So uh, when the new 52 hit, mm -hmm. you know, magically, she was walking again and stuff, and, you know, they addressed it just very matter of, you know, quick and... Yeah. Let's just get past this and realize How many details? she's going to, she's Batgirl now, <laughs> you know? It's like, uh, what is it, like, Elicity and Arrow? I think yeah. she got paralyzed season three or something, and... But they did say Batgirl, this one may be based off the 52, the new 52. Which would be fine. So would that, That's would one that, of the few 50, new 52 comics that I thought was really, really good. Is that when Oracle went back to Batgirl? Or is yeah, that... so, so Oracle was prior to that. Okay. Um, but, well, you know, the new 52 was also a clean start, fresh slate. True, yeah. That they tried to integrate the old universe into the new 52. And, sure. you know, it just all got muddy. But, I mean, that was one of those books that was truly enjoyable. Birds of Prey, you know, it'll be interesting to see if they include any, you know, Black Canary, The Huntress. There's a lot of uh, huge possibilities. It's going to be fun. I mean, yeah, because if you're trying to do it like present day, I could see that being the only way you could really do it unless you can do a period piece, take it back 20 years or so. Because I really would hate them to introduce her now because then she never has that relationship with Dick Grayson. Right. You know, so... I don't know. It's yeah, because be they grew up together. You know, she was Batgirl. He was Robin. You know, she stayed and, you know, he became Nightwing. And, you know, you sure. as a, re- a long time reader, because I'm horribly old, as you guys continue to remind horribly. me of. Right. 
<laughs> you know, I watch, I, I read those characters growing up together, you know, and, and that was awesome. You know, that was really cool. So, and that creates a ton of history. So there's a ton of source material to choose from. We'll just see which uh, source material they, they, they use. And what I know about, it'll be based off that, but we'll see. What about having source material at all? So one thing that I was thinking about is I have a three-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. It was even difficult to get her involved in Lego Batman. Yeah. <laughs> um, she just liked it because it was silly. Right. Um, but I still think it would be cool to get girls more involved with uh, superheroes. You know, like Wonder Woman, that's 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 pretty out there. That's intimidating. And I think for the new generation, it'd be cool to start over. Mm-hmm. Give reference. I mean, I don't I don't want to see myself um, an origin film. Right. Um, it would be cool to do flashbacks, but it would also be cool to recreate this and make almost like a not just take it for what it's worth. A Disney princess esque, sure. you know, like an established, you know, um, great character integrity, you know, with Batgirl. Get girls involved in it, you know, that get we need we need to draw on girls especially for this next generation of films um because i feel like they're segregated as we go further you know that's the and hollywood still screws over the ladies when it comes yeah. to the salary disparity you yeah. know mm-hmm. yeah it's huge and and you're right you know having a 19 year old daughter growing up of course she looked at female things you know i mean dora the explorer and just a million things mm-hmm. that you know were out there for her and you're right, you know, getting girls involved in that and making them emotionally invested into a character, yeah. that's big. And, and you know, it's 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 high time for a Wonder Woman movie, and we finally got it, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that's going to break the mold in, in female-led films. Uh, um, sure. And you I've, have someone involved that could do that right, right now, you know, that he has a passion for it. So I yeah. think they could, even, even if they don't go that route, I feel like it is a character that... Um, girls you know teenage and younger could associate with yeah and look what he's done with buffy huge cult mm-hmm. following my daughter still talks about buffy to this day you know and <laughs> yeah. she watched it years ago so i mean yeah of course yeah yeah it'd be it'd be really interesting but yeah i mean that's like an argument kevin smith had about like action figures how they're targeted towards boys mm-hmm. when he's saying well girls would play with this stuff too and they're like no they wouldn't even the girl action figures are marketed right towards boys. exactly yeah more towards teen boys. If I'm a superhero, like. I wouldn't want huge boobs. I want to be able to move. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can barely move with a big stomach. I can't imagine having <laughs> closer to my face. Right. So you know. So you're yeah. saying you want a, a action figure, <laughs> right? Yeah. Of myself, yeah. <laughs> with abs, though. With right. abs. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it. Uh, that's it, we brought up a good subject. It's it. It is true. It's. I think that this would be a really fun project if they went that route, and it, it's set up for that. Yeah. Even if they don't go for that being the, I would say like number one priority, I think they'll, I think they'll still accomplish that. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I, I mean, I almost hope for a period piece because you could, you could make it from like a younger girl's perspective mm-hmm. versus like I'm an adult and things are serious. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just yeah. paralyzed. Yeah. I got to come back. I'd like to see him take it in stages. You know, do that flashback piece, and then you know yeah. we forward five years, and we forward another five, and there we are. You know, that's what I think they should do with Nightwing. You know, because yeah. you'll probably never well, get that his Robin history. He was the first Robin. Exactly. You know, this character has been around longer than 90% of comic book characters today. You know, so with flashbacks, you could build up like the the tiers of where he's at now. Like, you know, he yeah. started uh, looking up to Batman, then started growing apart yeah. and became his own person. 
So I think things like that are really cool oh, to yeah. do. And they could do that. It would be probably less expensive than to do a whole movie set in the past. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to really confuse people if because you know that's the problem now. It's it's all continuity, right? So you got to keep it. You got it's got to fit. Yeah, and, and let people associate with it. If you want to bring in a new generation, you have to make it um, feel like there could be an association. The amount of bad bad things that happened to Batgirl, just from my knowledge, from 2000 on, um, most kids don't have that happen in their families, right? Like, so it's if you unrelatable, want, yeah. yeah. And I know, like Disney Princess, not everyone, you know, their parents always die. That's what happens in Disney films, <laughs> right? But you know, make it if they do periods, makes make most of it relatable don't make it like out there where no one would be like what right and i think that's what the source material actually gets right you know because her parents are divorced they're alive they're divorced you know she lives Mm -hmm. with her dad you know so she's got that grounding piece and the if they did explore that dick grayson relationship at all do use the source material because that was one relationship that as a reader and a guy i'm like this is awesome. He treats her as an equal. You know, he's not, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't treat her any different than he would treat himself or anyone else as friends, Wally West, you know, the Flash or, or whatever. And then particularly when she was in the wheelchair, you know, they still had a relationship and, you know, just showed how good of a guy he was because he just, you know, yeah. that didn't matter to him. It was her. And he could, she could be standing, she could be sitting. It doesn't matter, you know. And exactly. That was really, it was really cool stuff. And I'd love to see him translate that heart and that emotion to the bad girl film. I can really see them doing, I mean, I don't know. I'm just really in love with the idea of like, she starts out, she's paralyzed. She's Oracle already. She has the opportunity to come back to being Batgirl. She kind of has to rediscover. Like it's almost like Rocky three where he's not quite yeah. in it yet. And so she's trying to regain her strength and everything. And if they do that, and if they follow that new 52 vision, I think that would be a good story just because we don't go through that origin phase again. You know, we go through someone who, yeah, I've been there. I've been on this bike, but mm-hmm. I need to. I need we don't to need just, to see yeah. it. The new people won't know what it means, right? Just, <laughs> yeah, I just think it'd be cool. Like there's like a just a memory of when she became or why she became Batgirl. Yeah, and having fun and right doing things. You know, younger person too, a younger girl right. doing all this stuff because she's really good at like uh, gymnastics and all that. So, right. well, and the comics really address that sometimes too, where the old days you know green lantern and flash with these insanely awesome powers you know they're catching bank robbers and they're doing the. you know it's just it was a more simple time and the comics address that a lot you yeah. know i mean bruce wayne kicks people out of the group you know because it's like you know no it's different today you know and you know you're gonna get exactly. killed and all this and yeah you know so it'll, it'll be fun to see how they do it but i'm excited man i am the more female-led films like this i think the more it opens up a as a comic fan, it brings in more people. B, hopefully Hollywood will start realizing that women should be treated as equals. Absolutely. Oh, look at Wonder Woman's director, yeah. Patty Jenkins. Yeah. Marvel turned her away. Yeah. But, you know, I was creative differences. It wasn't because she's a woman. Sure. I mean, I, I think we should need to get more female directors out there, too. But, obviously, Whedon is definitely good for yeah. a yeah. female hero. Because oh, he, yeah. really, he can really he write has a passion well. passion for it. Yeah. Yes, Absolutely. So we got some TV news here. Now we haven't really talked much about this, but CW's Black Lightning. Yes, I'm not sure. Are you are you familiar with the superhero? I am uh, familiar with the character. Um, kind of that seventies, I don't know thing. How they were coming up. Sure. But I always thought the character was really cool. They played him. You know, he's a, he's tough. He's not 
you know, he's a real deal, but he's always been kind of a C player in the DC universe. Uh, so I'm really excited to see them use him, someone who is a very little known property. Because I think, you know, you ask your average person on the street who's just seen the movies and TV shows. They don't know who the hell this guy is. I don't is. know who Yeah, is. I right. don't either. So, yeah. So, I mean, I think he's going to be a pretty cool addition. That's cool. And yeah. he has a history in the comics of Batman. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if they touch on that at all. Cress Williams is going to star as yep. Jefferson Pierce. Yeah. And this is going to be produced by the Flash Arrow Supergirl versus Greg Berlanti. Originally going to be on Fox. Yeah. I'm glad they moved it. When, when that was supposed to happen, he said that he didn't really see them crossing over with yeah. the Arrowverse. But now that it's on the CW, that may oh, It changed. opens it up. I don't know. Yeah. It might be in another universe like Supergirl, right. I imagine. So well, yeah. like Supergirl was, right? You know, well, yeah. or she, is she still kind of... She's still in her own world, which that's kind of... I hope they fix that. I do too. It's just kind of annoying. I thought they would, it, you know, going in. Flashpoint, but of course, yeah. the season finale of Flash is supposed to be something big again. So I hope that mm, finally brings the right. damn worlds together. Because they right now it's all about right. dimensional travel. And, yeah, he has to go through and... yeah. I mean, it's kind of cool, but annoying at the same time. Yeah, you so know? it'd be cool to just... Uh, you know, have her be a part of that whole universe. Yeah. Can we talk about where this black lightning comes from? Because I don't know anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. He was, it, was he a mention on another comic? And Well, he debuted in uh, 77. He was DC's first major African-American superhero. Uh-huh. He was a member of Batman's Outsider. Yep, the Outsiders. Outsiders. Yep. And he was also part of the Justice League uh-huh. at one point. Yep. Uh, anything else? No, not really. I mean, that kind of covers it. But again, you know, he's never been... Huge. Any huge starring mm-hmm. role, but in the early '80s and mid '80s, Batman and the Outsiders had a pretty good following, you know, and those were pretty good books, and he was a huge part of that. Sure. Um, but uh, you know, in recent years, very peripheral, yeah, not I've... used a ton, even in the comics. So it's going to be interesting to see bring him back, bring him back, right? Yeah, good. sure. Why not? And and you know what? That's the thing, you know, is as bringing that diversity out. This is a perfect character to do that with. He's already established. You know, you don't have to take an existing character and change him. You know, use this guy. Sure. He's there. Yeah. And I don't know if he'll get his own comic out of the... Because it seems like all the other Arrowverse series, they have comic books. Yeah, they have comics. Um, And it'll be interesting. You know, Iron Fist number one just came out. You know, and Iron Fist has been on Netflix now. You know, So, I mean, there's some regenerated interest in that. And, you know, maybe they'll do the same there. I'd, I'd be interested to see if they do or not. Or yeah. maybe at least a miniseries to gauge yeah. interest, right? I think miniseries yeah. is a good good way yeah. to go most of the time. Kind of get a, yeah, like you said, get yeah. an idea of people interested in this. Is it selling or not? Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When uh, When's it slated for? It's going to be, I think, fall. Do you think I, it's guessing. based off of, so I think of Luke Cage being like the most recent like black role to right. play a superhero. Do you think this was motivated by that at all? Like, hey, we're it's seeing where this possible. is. I mean, it's necessary. Yeah, well, we don't have a. Of course, you've had Falcon now in the movies, and right? He, wasn't yeah. he Marvel's first African American? I believe so. If not, he was like one of the first prominent ones. So Luke but Cage is up there too. Luke Cage mm-hmm. is up there. So you have a good point. I mean, Marvel has, while DC has beaten them to the punch on the female-led movie, Marvel has beaten them to the punch in more of a diverse, you know, universe. I think DC's smart to jump on that bandwagon a little bit because, you know, there's there's a lot of stories to be told for everybody. Sure. And, and I think they need that. Oh, yeah, because I've never heard of this character, but he absorbs 
electrical energy, I believe. Yeah. And it makes them move fast and make them very powerful. Yeah. So, yeah, that sounds sounds like a good start to me. Yeah, he's pretty cool in the comics, at least, you know, when I used to read him. Sure. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll pique your interest again to go back into him. And- yeah. And I know that on Comixology, I've seen some of the old Batman and Outsider stuff on there. So I might pick a couple up again just to... You know, re refamiliarize myself, and because I don't know what was Batman's Outsiders. Um, it was a group of like C tier heroes and and that sort of thing that you know he kind of was their mentor. He wasn't always involved with them a hundred percent of the time, but it was uh, you know, he kind of ran that show, so to speak. That's cool. And now they have you know now that there's the extended Bat family. You know, you've got Tim Drake, you've got uh, Nightwing, you have Robin, you have Batgirl. You have the spoiler. I mean, there, he's got a large contingent of people uh, now that he counts on Batwoman. You know, who can yeah. forget? So I think the need for an Outsiders has really gone by the wayside since Batman started using partners more and more. That that Jason Todd era and, and pre from back in the 80s, you know, he was more of a loner with maybe a Robin, you know. and Right. Right. So, you know, he, he was more, quote, available, you know, right. to, to do those things. But. Yeah, it'll be fun to see, you know, and, and I'm not, I don't remember all the outsiders off the top of my head at all. Sure. So, I mean, I'm going to go back and, and reread and kind of take a look and it'll be interesting to see if they use those as cameos or something. That in, would in be that really show. cool. Yeah. Kind of like an inside neat. baseball thing. Yeah. Because maybe they'll have to end up being like Oliver's outsiders, Arrow, because right. Arrow's pretty much Batman. <laughs> yeah. Because they don't have the rights for a TV Batman. Unfortunately. sucks, yeah. but... Maybe Batgirl they could throw in there. Probably not now since the Whedon announcement. Right, yeah. They're like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, I wish that Superman would have his own show, though, from yeah. Supergirl. Because yeah. the Supergirl version of Superman was perfect. And I wonder, if, has he only been on like two of them? Two or three. Okay. And it was the first couple of that season um, when they did the switchover. But I've never seen... That mixes all the Supermen into the one that sure. I've always wanted to see. It was just awesome. He killed it. You know, now he's on the shelf and that blows. <laughs> did you catch the Music Meister episode yet? I did not. No. Did not. No. I think you'll like it. I think yeah. you'll like it. But that was the last episode I saw. I'm behind. There's so yeah. many shows. Like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I've heard is is doing really good this season. Yeah, I heard it's gotten better as it's progressed. Um, I've had a hard time getting through season one. Yeah. I think, well, I think it started getting better in season two. But and that's what I hear. Yeah. I, I just need to stomach my way through it. <laughs> right, yeah. And then, you know, I'm sure it'll be great. But, like, but this season they've tried different arcs. Like, like they had the Ghost Rider arc. Now they're on to something else. It's like a subtitle to their yeah. show. It's it's pretty interesting. Cool. But, yeah, I need to catch up on that and report more about that. Uh, Star Trek Discovery had a huge cast announcement yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Rain Wilson from Office played mm-hmm. Dwight. Mm-hmm. It's going to be... Harry Mudd. Perfect casting. Seriously. Yeah. And I never even would have thought that uh-huh. until, I mean, so kudos to whoever was behind right. that deal. Because, uh, you know, you think about the 60s version of Harry Mudd and all that. Rain Wilson's going to kill it. Yeah. You know, he's he's awesome. I'm so ready with. for this show. Yeah. Like, just come on. Let's for real. Play the damn show It's already. been too long since we've it, had that universe I know. Uh, to access. Oh, of course. And... For those who don't know, uh, Harry Mudd appeared twice on the original series, mm-hmm. and he's a he's basically an intergalactic con man criminal, right? So kind of a Han, Han Solo a little bit, a little maybe. bit, just a little worse from a morality <laughs> perspective, <Yeah>. but yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think that's great casting. I mean, so far they've got a great cast. We mm-hmm. talked about that in the yeah. last episode, but yeah, I, 
I don't know. They're, the release date, they're still kind of like not really stating for sure which, it, like they say, summer or fall. Right. Personally, I think summer would be great, but I don't know if we'll get that lucky. Fall would yeah. have a lot of contention with other stuff coming out. Summer is always good because everybody comes out in fall. Yeah, true. Because CBS is going to have the first episode on their network, and then it's going to move on to all access. I don't see right. that during the summer being a good idea. Even the networks are in some ways moving away from the traditional seasons you know now some shows only have a half season or some have like a break Mm -hmm. you know uh, for like six eight weeks or you know longer and then you know they split it up a couple times a year um it's a good idea i think it's a good idea and i think it's step one into you know kind of getting away from that old tv model which is just it's irrelevant today (laughs) people don't watch tv like that anymore no you know they have one free chunk of time a week, and they sit and they just die in front of the TV right. until it's over. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Nielsen ratings is that really? I mean, that's really not accurate anymore, right? It's, it's with DVRs not, and yeah. stuff. It's not with DVRs, and you know, so they try to they try to get that information and and all that. And some shows, like Chuck, is an example of a show whose Nielsen ratings were technically a little bit lower, but they had it was a highly replayed show and things like Mm -hmm. that and they had fan movements to help save it and that that whole model they still cling to it at their you know at their base and it's it's antiquated and it's 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 gone you need to use whatever netflix is using for their netflix hulu hbo amazon yeah these guys they are leading the way in quality tv now you know and the networks are playing tv doesn't work is and I have thought this the whole time. If you miss out on a reg- like, you know, the discipline season model that TVs use or TV industry uses, it's like if you're if you miss out on a week, how do you and before DVR, you're you're done. You're not going to keep watching. Right. You're like going to just move on to something else. Hey, Steve, why haven't you watched Supergirl and Flash this season? Because I got behind <laughs> and poof, you know, now and yeah. and those streaming services, they don't have every episode that you can go back on. Sometimes some networks let you do that. The CW doesn't, unfortunately, um, like they let you go like three episodes, three back. or four episodes back. And then that's it, you know, and then so I just keep waiting for them because they will randomly say right. everything's available, you know, and mm-hmm. when they do that, I'm going to start binging a few things, but, uh, sure. yeah, you're right. I mean, if the way everything is so tied together from a continuity perspective, it's hard. You can't just jump into a show sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, cause you're lost completely and then you just don't care. That's think, the only reason why Netflix succeeds. I don't think they go off of a viewer hit model at all no. because just like the office, it didn't, it's ratings weren't great every season. And, you know, them winning awards was rare. But as soon as it hits Netflix, it's like it's one of the people top are able to watch, especially because of how long it is, you know, right. nine, eight or nine seasons. And that's one, of very, that's one of the very few sitcoms that are completely rewatchable. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much. And there's you can pick so, up any episode. And, and there's so many nuances mm-hmm. in that show. I mean, <laughs> it's brilliant, you yeah. know. But, uh, you know, Netflix's model is... It's, it paved the way, you know, so now we have Hulu, Amazon, you know, and HBO, of course, with their insanely quality programming, you know, it's just no commercials either. Right. Well, Hulu, I guess, well, but Hulu, 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 but you Plus can pay for the, right. You yeah. know, I, I pay for that because I don't <laughs> want to hear it, you know, but, and I don't care about product placement in a show. You know, I'm not taken away from the show. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Drink your Coke and or have the Coke truck drive by. I don't care. You we know? already know. Right. You know. Drive past McDonald's. It doesn't matter to me. You know? <laughs> Ooh, that reminds me. It knows me. Yeah, it knows me. Right. 
I'm talking about the things I right. have a deep affinity for. <laughs> like, like uh, what is it Facebook uses or a lot of people use anymore on the search engines. Like, if you're on Amazon and you're looking up. Yeah, it's the cache. And, you know, yeah, yeah, and you go to somewhere else and like, hey, that's what I was just looking at. Right. Yeah, that's the they future know there. me. Yeah, yeah they're going to actually insert things you like in shows. Someone's going to be playing Destiny in the background. Yeah. Or, you know. Whatever else, yeah. reading, reading comics. You're like, hey, I like comics. Are we comics? You're right. looking up, you know, Chinese buffet, and then like the next day, it's like, do you have IBS? <laughs> <laughs> Arrow's eating that Chinese restaurant all of a sudden. Right. Like, Whoa, <laughs> I'm writing the show. That's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely the future. So I think it's going to shake up network sooner or later. I mean, I'm surprised it really hasn't done more damage now, but I think it needs to be done. They're I just, just holding on to that model as long as they possibly can. Yeah. I mean, it, it's. There's dinosaurs in that industry that just don't want to let go. It's an ego thing. It's not a smart business decision thing. You know, people, and this is why uh, studio heads screw up movies so much. It's ego. It's not about what's going mm-hmm. to be great. When people want attachment, I think like Luke Cage, if there was a movie for Luke Cage, mm-hmm. it would it would have done horrible. Mm-hmm. But... People want that attachment, so watching seasons of that gives you attachment. It gives the studios time to put a story to yeah. it. it. And I can think of multiple um, universe movies that would have been great as just Netflix seasons. Yeah, yeah. Because you could have gotten involved. You know, we could have had the story that we all know is there, but they just filled it with action. There was no story. Suicide Squad. Right. It would have been really cool to be on Netflix. Yeah. But it didn't. It got released in the studios. Um, and I do think I I don't know this, but I would imagine. It's cheaper to you go with Netflix than release, you know, a movie in theaters. A big budget. The revenue movie that might costs be lower. Hundred million dollars. Yeah. yeah. The revenue might be lower in the end run, but you're also not pl- you're not gambling with it right. either. I would. I just hope they keep doing that, you know, and at least introduce your second tier yeah. heroes and villains through Netflix first, at least. And I I still argue that Marvel's TV universe is infinitely better than their movie universe, and their movie yeah. universe is good. Right, but um, you know, Luke Cage insanely powerful and awesome. Daredevil gets better every season. Yeah. Iron Fist is great. Jessica Jones, yeah, seriously, was, yeah. badass. You know that was great because they have time to develop the characters yeah. more. Like yeah. they honestly really need a Nick Fury because you can't you can't get into that unless show. you know the character. That's why like Batgirl would yeah. be awesome as yeah. a season because it's the attachment to the character. Yeah, if it wasn't Joss Whedon, I wouldn't. I would worry way more about the movie. Mm-hmm. But I think it'd be cool if he took that to like a yeah. Netflix. Yeah, I mean, you just have more to play with. Well, imagine if Marvel, the movies and the the TV got along. I mean, that's really hard to imagine because there's a lot of egos yeah. and stuff. But imagine like what they could have done with Daredevil and Kingpin. They've built those characters. You know everything. They stick them in the movie now. You mm-hmm. know exactly who that is. Yeah. And you don't need that extra explanation of who this mm-hmm. person is. Right. You know, it's just... But they don't do that, so nope. it's, a, it's a huge waste. Right. And a I still think, but then my other argument to that is I think someone who's used to watching seasons would find a hard time being satisfied in a theater for an hour and a half when they can just go home and be just as attached to a story for, you know, like mm-hmm. 12, 24 hours worth of footage. And it's hard to say, okay, here's an instance that you're going to watch a movie for, you know, hour and mm-hmm. 30 minutes. It has to be an epic story. It really has well, to. Well, I think the the goal is not to focus on that character you usually see like you just kind of 
you just plop him into like a civil war, like mm-hmm. you know, in the background, mm-hmm. Matthew Murdoch was walking down the street, yeah, just in his regular suit, right? Not not decked out or anything. And then like the kingpin, it could be like a news clip. I mean, little things like that. Not saying they should have their own movie. Oh yeah, sure. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, you, I mean, but yeah, those are the rest of the people. It's like. Well, there was no story. Right. That's exactly I know, what we complained I know, about. I know. You almost have to watch every single thing to be satisfied. Yeah. And they it's separate really the universes, but they still want the universes to be together because they always make references to the incident, you know, the, TV, the event. Yeah. Right. So the TV's done more effort right, on that. <laughs> right. And, and, you know, I think this we're finally in the era of, you know, in the old days, it was like, I'm a movie star. I'm not doing TV. <laughs> Let's be real. Yeah. And I think right now TV gets the revenge on the movies, you know, because mm-hmm. you get more high quality stuff and you see more people who are strictly in movies doing TV things and the quality is just there. Whereas before it wasn't well, like know? in like the good TV, they're doing like Tarantino thing about taking older actors that yeah. are kind of washed up, you know, in the movie industry. Not to say they are talentless. Sure. Throw them into a good series, yeah. and they will just they call watch up it. pulling a Kurt Russell. Yeah. Yes. Oh man, that man will always be. He's like, awesome. Guardians Galaxy Two cannot wait, dude. White Earp. After that, you know, after he's in Tombstone, he yeah. gets a pass for anything. Oh shoot, that he I does. forgot it. Yeah. Yeah. That man has done so many great Snake things. Plissken. Yep. Yeah. Come on. Even if the movies he's been in aren't good, he still always plays. Yeah. A Big good Trouble character. in Little China. Yeah, not classic, a, right? Classic movie, goofy. Y- yeah. y- you wouldn't call this a masterpiece film, but it's fun. It's a fun movie. Yeah, the, a hilarious, great character. You know, I mean, yeah, it's just one of those cool, cool things. And he does so many of those. I should do a commentary on that or something yeah. sometime. I love that movie. But it's back to the TV, yeah, back to the TV model. It's uh, the studios. I mean, Netflix being its own studio now, they're able to pay the same amount, you know, or. Mm-hmm be competitive in the studio market compared to you know the theatrical studio so it's yeah it's it's just and it's all based on viewer habit that's what drives it right. all yeah. Pe- their people are understanding what they want and i think right now in a, a time of technological supply and demand i think studios are getting it that they can't just pump out movies every six months saturate us like we want to know the story we want the content but we want it effectively we don't want to wait week over week over week we now have the opportunity through netflix you know they they dump everything to know if it's going to waste our time yeah yeah because you know Mm -hmm. if you are on regular network tv Mm -hmm. it's a gamble every every week like well i just lost an hour of my life right and you know (laughs) you see so many shows get canceled after a few episodes Mm -hmm. 10 episodes you know or you don't want to do it you don't like i don't want to get invested because it's i know it's gonna go Mm -hmm. right i've done that before too i'm like this is really good oh it's canceled me and jennifer would watch shows back in the day and you know six weeks later they're gone Mm -hmm. and it's like seriously i wasted my time yeah yeah, Netflix, I think their ultimate goal is to have, I mean, I know they, their goal is to have way over 50% of original content, and that's powerful because they... Well, they're well on their way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, gosh, you remember going back, I don't know how many years it was ago, they took a huge hit when they tried to divide mm-hmm. and raise prices, and they've really had a great comeback. I mean, they're just yeah. yeah and they just rose prices not too long ago, and no one even cared. Yeah, no, no, exactly. Because you got more original you. content now; yeah. it's actually good stuff. Yeah, people don't. People feel like they can't live without their Netflix. Mm-hmm. I, I can't. can't. <laughs> you know, it I is a utility cable. in my house. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. 
Gotta I don't, pay I don't water, electric, Netflix. Yeah, Hulu. <laughs> you know, the That's whole how thing. I've been getting around, you know. You just need internet, good yeah. internet, and yeah. Uh, yeah, so. But, you know, and that's the whole cool thing about these subscription services like this. You get so much cool content. You know, you got Hulu, Amazon. Amazon's coming out with more and more. You know, Netflix, of course. And then in the comic world, look at companies like Plume Snake. They're a small company right now, but they're using that typical model where you play a, pay a flat fee mm-hmm. and you get a ton of selection. You know, it's, it's, yeah, so you make sure you have a value for you're not paying one time for something you're yeah, not going to like. You right. get to keep choosing until you find something that you do. And it's all about eye candy, too. You know, what commercials really can't do, I think they're kind of losing that ability. Like, you go on Netflix, you actually get to see these shows, like a poster yeah. of yeah. who's in it, and you just can glance. It's just right. like going to a movie store and just mm-hmm. seeing everything. Or after the first two minutes. Stop it. Go choose something else. Yeah. Yep, exactly. I've done that many times, except it fa- then right. it falls into your um, recently watched, yeah. and you're like, oh, man. I don't care about that. But it might, uh, Claire and I, mm-hmm. um, we have something we call the five-minute game, <laughs> where we'll just take something completely random that we've never heard of or we've seen it, we just passed over it, and we watch the first five minutes, and we stop. And then we decide, is that something we want to watch later? Cool. If not, you know, there's been a couple of times where we've done that. And we've sat through the entire thing, you cool. know, just so, I mean, it's fun because, you know, you, you take five minutes out of your day and sure give something a chance. And if it looks dumb, it looks dumb. And if it doesn't yeah. watch it, yeah. what I will commit to is um, within the next two episodes, I will for the tech spot, I'll talk about Netflix tools. Oh, sweet. Sweet. Um, yeah, do that. Different tools you can use nice. on Netflix. Appreciate Excellent. It. So we have some game news. Yeah. So Destiny 2, um, mm-hmm. as you may know. Huge Destiny fan. Steve, very big Destiny fan. Um, we play constantly. Destiny 2 comes out September 8th. Same day it came out in the first game. Yeah. It's a and, day for my birthday. And I, I believe... Nope, that was November 9th. Sorry, that was Halo 2. Yeah, so September 8th, uh, Destiny 2 drops. Um, it's resetting our characters, which is great, I think. Because, again, it's now we're going to have a new story. Yeah. I don't just want an up, update where I'm going to rank up in one day. And right. I'm going to beat it all in one day. Because that's what every update is like. It's like Cause new then content. You're, then you're bored after the next week or two. You know, Normal and... users, that stretches out. But right. you know, with, with someone who only plays Destiny, it's like it's one day yeah. for the content. So it, it'll be great. Refreshing. And it's coming to PC. Yeah. That's big. You can already pre-order it. So the first one wasn't on PC? No. PS, or, really? Sorry, PS3 and Xbox 360. Yep. And then Xbox One and PS4, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's coming on 3 in 360? Yeah. I'm excited for the PC part because... So, it's always been PS4 player base has been larger than anything. Mm-hmm. What's cool about the PC launching is you're going to merge Xbox One. Not necessarily gameplay, but you're going to have a big community of Xbox... A Microsoft community. So, right. we'll, I think with that new community, we can start getting Destiny-exclusive content that only Sony has gotten. Yeah. Which has been frustrating. So, basically... Well, I was going to say, basically, PC and Microsoft, well, because they're kind of one and the same, they're doing a cross-platform gaming, even though it's not really cross. Yeah, you're not going to be playing with uh, someone who's doing it from the PC, but, you know, because you have that expanded base and customer, you know, Bungie has to be able to deliver Mm -hmm. things to that larger group. Mm -hmm. It's Xbox Live that ties us together, because you're playing PC games now on a Windows-based PC. You're going to be logging into Xbox Live. Yeah. Um, so it'll be cool. And I've heard PC is the best for gaming with controls and stuff. Like it's 
it's more accurate. Is that true? Or? It just depends on how much you want to pay. I mean, you can get any anything any preference you have for gaming. You could do it many ways. Right. Um, but it's probably the most easiest um, for the masses to purchase and use. Sure. Um, because there's so many different manufacturers, so many different price points. But um, if you want to, I mean, it's not like anybody can just go out and buy Destiny and they'll be able to play it on their PC. It's, it definitely has some gotta have some uh, specs on it. Yeah, you're going to need some hardware. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's what I love about consoles. I don't have to worry about it. If it breaks, or just buy a new one. I don't have to worry about it if my graphics card breaks or anything sure. like that. So um, it'll, be, it'll be fun. The more the details are so speculated. I mean, they've released some factuals, but we'll save further content for later. But the release has been named, so that's pretty neat. Just you said there's some facts, but yeah. So we'll have um, character reset. You can keep your character appearance, but yeah. you're, gonna, you're not going to have your same level that you've acquired. Your um, gear, all yeah. that stuff's gone. Yeah, which is cool too because a lot of people are kind of stinky about that. But it's very mixed how people, people who are feeling play it all the time. We yeah. don't care. We'll have that. In, in well, two remember, weeks. Yeah, I remember approaching you, Zach, about it because uh, I think I shared something to both of you. And yep. I was like, "That suck. You guys are going to lose." And you're like, "No, it's cool. I like to reset and just yep. start give over." Give me, give me, because I spend all my time on it. I want something new. Yeah, um, but I want it to be Destiny new. Right, exactly. And and I don't know. The last two maybe updates, Zach and I will usually take a day off of work, you know, and that night we're done. <laughs> You know, so I mean, then you know, anytime we start getting download content anymore, I don't know if I'm going to take a day off. You know, I mean, let's play it at night or on the weekend and let it stretch out a little bit more. Kind of like binge watching, and you're like, oh, it's right. done. And and so I don't want to go into Destiny Two being overpowered like I am now. You know, right? That also, yeah, yeah, and because then it's not it's not as challenging. And part of the fun, the reason I like Destiny so much is because we. We were grinding for literally years, you know, to get to mm-hmm. where we're at, you know, and it's it's going to be great. I cannot wait. When did the first one come out? Um, three years ago, 2014. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, for anyone listeners out there who's not familiar, if you could describe like a synopsis of what Destiny is. Yep. So it's a first person shooter. Um, it is not an MMO FPS, though. Um, you have social spaces where it is like an MMO, but if you wish to play multiplayer, it's in a um, strike team format. So you acquire multiplayer, and then you'll go into certain missions, but it's not as if the whole game is centered around an MMO. Um, there are opportunities where you can come across other players and particular events within the um, the game area. It's not a complete MMO, and we're not talking World of Warcraft, you know, futuristic with guns. Um, it still has a very, very much of a first-person feel to it, first-person shooter. Um, I recommend anybody who is a fan of the Halo series 1 through 4, and even 5, just uh, take a look at it. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. And it has, you know, if you're someone who's the a completion buff or um, someone who likes to research lore, it has... All those things in it. Um, it's it's whatever you want it to be. Like I said, you can be very casual, but if you're very into it, it's been challenging because again, it's like the mentality of like when people get out of prison or like get out of the military. It's like you're you're like, oh, I'm so glad I got out. Then the second day, you're like, I need action again. <laughs> right. We we're like that because it's like we need something to do because we've gotten too high of a level where it's like we need challenge again. 
Right. And, you know, it's not uncommon for us to run. So basically, a nightfall is, a, is the hardest strike in the game, and you can do it once a week uh, for each character. So that's three times. And they reset it every Tuesday. So you get a new one to do and, sure. you know, over and over. You know, there's been weeks where Zach and I have done eight, nine, ten nightfalls because we're just helping other people through it. You know, because we've already done our three. And now we're just helping well, others. Just and two people. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> he and I, we two manned Nightfall last night. You wow. know, and uh, it's meant for three people. And so it's, and they even upped the difficulty with this last update, and we're still two manning it. You know, <laughs> Challenge of Elders last night, two man. You know, wow. and we had a higher score with just us two than we did when we had three people last That's week. Crazy. So yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where yeah, we love the game, and I'll play it no matter what. I mean, I've got over 63 or four days invested in this thing of my life. That's so bad to say, because mm-hmm. I probably don't have 63 or four days left in my life. So it's going to be <laughs> two's coming out and then three and four and yeah. five. And yeah. it's supposed to be a 10 year plan. And in, initially destiny. Really? Yeah. Sweet. So I don't know so if that don't get too invested. Don't get too invested. <laughs> my guess is that's going to be probably a trilogy of games. You know, you had Easily. one, two yeah. and a half, three years, two would probably do the same thing. Three, and then who knows? You know, I mean, it's like Halo. It'll continue and it'll continue. Halo's been around a lot longer than 10 years now, you know. Sure. So, and I think Destiny will will do that too. So, I mean, it's good though that 2 kind of is a fresh start for everybody, even people mm-hmm. who are, are not as good. Yeah. They can pre- pretty much yep. train right now. Right. And then everyone just has a free. Yeah. It's or if you've never some, played Destiny 1, exactly. you can dive into it too. It's set up no matter the type of player you are coming in. Or the type of content you're interested in, there's something that will satisfy you. Sure. If you're just one person, you don't have to worry about getting to you know certain parts of the game with just being one person. It's set up to where you could progress no matter your play skill or type. So with the second one coming out in September, this latest update to Destiny is this the last one or will it yep. continue? It is, this the, is last the last one. one. Age of Triumph was the last update um, to write us out until Destiny Two. Wow. It's kind of cool. I mean, they went back to the original title screen and music and, you know, some good nostalgia stuff for us. You Sweet. Know, day I was still married when they heard all this and saw this. <laughs> it's in, it's been frightening and nostalgic yeah. at the same time. So like, oh, those days. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, but you know what, though? I mean, that game is just is awesome because before that game, I, if I played an online game, it was here and there. Mortal Kombat with a buddy and Justice maybe ton of Skyrim one-player game. Sure. You know, Zach and I, we dove into Destiny, you know, and we had a few friends locally that would also play, but, you know, we got to meet some really cool people from across the country that we still continue to That's this cool. day to play with yeah, uh, and stay in contact with. They're friends with us on Facebook and, yeah. you know, gaming, people take it for granted sometimes and don't always take it seriously for the people that are outside of that community, but, you know, it, it builds relationships, you know, and you make out of anything what you put into it. And That's great. It, it's, it's an awesome, it was an awesome game. That's awesome. Well, I look forward to that. Yeah. Fortunately, I I have a PS4, so until that cross-game platform, which probably won't happen, <laughs> I won't be able to play with you guys, I'm sorry, unless you guys want to buy a PS4 or buy me an Xbox, I'd whatever. you get an Xbox. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get an Xbox. That, that way. All right, well, that's our show. We're going to be back next week, of course. Check us out on all social media Podbean, uh, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, and uh, YouTube. Also, fieldofgeeks.com. Yeah, steveskomicblog.com. It's uh, still out there and hanging out. Uh, I just uh, paid my 
uh, renewal for yes. <laughs> another year of my domain name. So, yeah, we're going to stick it out. You know, and of course, uh, don't forget about visiting plumesnake.com. Uh, awesome, awesome original uh, content. I know Ethan has got something new. Ethan Murphy has something new coming down the pike. Uh, we're going to have him on in the next week or two. Awesome. Again, so we can uh, chat with him. He's always a super nice guy. And all the people that we've had, Alex Odom, everybody that's you know come on the show from Plume Snake, sure. they've just been phenomenal. They're great people. Great. All right. Well, with that said, I'm Josh. I'm Steve. Zach. Take care. <laughs>